John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. I'm glad you are able to join me as we study the word of God. Today we'll look at the parable of the talents. And I encourage you to take your Bible and open it. In the meantime, let us pray. Our gracious God and Master, we thank you for your goodness to us. You love us so much that you left us your message, a message of salvation, a message that we can read, a message that we can understand, to make us wise for you and for the world until you come for us. Lord, bless the reading and application of your word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus loved people and he came to reconcile us to God. So whatever he had to do, he did it. Sometimes he told parables because that was the ancient way of communicating. Those wise people, they will communicate, they will tell you something, and later on you go and think and think and think about it. So what did this person say? Then when you understand it, you apply it to your life. But he also taught in a very simple way. The disciples were wondering, when would Jesus come again? And he told them a parable. And that parable, we call this particular one, the parable of the talents. And I'll read today from Matthew 25, but I'll read verses 14 through 18. I'm reading from the Living Bible, and you understand why I read from it, because it's a little clearer, even though I would have used another version of the Bible. Because it involves a certain amount of money, and I don't want to use the time trying to tell you what talent means, what drachma means, I'll just do the simplest thing. Matthew 25, 14. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going into another country who called together his servants and loaned them money to invest for him while he was gone. He gave 5,000 to one. 2,000 to another, and 1,000 to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. And then he left on his trip. What did they do? The man who received the 5,000 began immediately to buy and sell with it, and soon and another 5,000. The man with 2,000 went right into work too, and earned another 2,000. But the man who had received 1,000 dug a hole in the ground and hid the money for safekeeping. The Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts for now. In Jesus' name, amen. So the scene is set. The disciples were eager to ask their Lord, when are you coming? When are you coming? And they wanted to know when he would come. And the emphasis of Jesus is this. I am coming, I am coming. But I want you to do business till I come. Or the older versions will say, occupy till I come. Just be busy about your master's business until I come. God created you and I and left us in this world. 
What did he leave us here for? He left us here so that people will see us and know that we are the children of God. If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, he has given you many, many precious gifts. He has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit. He has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. He has given you all of these things. And as he said, occupy till I come, do business until I come. So he's telling them what they should be doing. So it's not when I'm coming, what I'm coming to do. But you, are you ready? You see, it's like the servant, they are in a house. And the master is going out. Does the master tell those in his house when exactly he will come back? He may not. He doesn't need to tell them. But in this case, Jesus says something that is very interesting. He called three of his servants. And let's see what he did with them. The first one he called, he gave that person $5,000. Another one, $2,000. And another one, $1,000. Look at what he said. Dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Each one of them, the master gave them the money according to their ability. Friends, whether you like it or not, we all have different abilities. God made us differently. Okay? Because sometimes we tend to compare ourselves with one another, and that is wrong. All the fingers are not equal, but they are necessary for us to have a finger. There's a thumb, there's a finger, 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 finger. They are different. God made us, and when one is missing, it is very dangerous. I can tell you this. I had an aunt. I knew her personally. This woman was so rich, but she couldn't count money. I mean, she couldn't count what one million CDs was. In those days, she had to find somebody to count a one million CDs for her. And for every 1,000 CDs, she had a piece of broomstick or matchstick to show that it was 1,000 CDs. That's how she counted her money. You see, so we all have different abilities. So he gave somebody 5,000. He gave somebody 2,000. Give another person 1,000. Let me ask you, do you know how much the Lord has given you? Incidentally, sometimes we don't even know how much the Lord has given to us. You may just go about doing your work. And when you are doing what God has called you to do, or when you are striving to do what God has called you to do, you may see your gifts multiplying. Some may start their life being a painter or being a sweeper or being an artisan, or being a Sunday school teacher, or being a class teacher. But as you exercise your gift more and more and more, you will see something else happening. So he divided each one according to their ability. And then he left on the trip. When he left on the trip, what happened? We are told exactly what happened. The one who got the 5,000 was so excited that he's been given 5,000, and he set out immediately to go and do some work, to buy and sell. I think these people were Ghanaians. To buy and sell. That's what they knew how to do. What did he buy and sell? Whatever he wanted to buy and sell was irrelevant. He wanted to do something and to make profit with what the Lord has given to that person. The other one got 2000 He also went to do business, right to work. So God expects that whatever talent you have, whether it is five or two 
do something with it. If it's singing, sing. If it's sweeping, sweep. If it's kindness, be kind. Whatever you have, use it. But the tragic here is the one who despised himself. And that is, that is the pain that there are some of us. All we know in life is to complain. But the man who received the 1,000 dug a hole in the ground and hid the money for safekeeping. There are some who say, oh, ask for me. God didn't make me anything. I don't have anything. I can't speak English very well. I didn't go to school. I don't know my parents. I don't know my grandmother. I don't know. I don't come from a rich family. I come from this tribe. You have so many, many excuses about who you are and what you are. Let me tell you this for once, if you didn't hear it. Or let me affirm it to you if you've heard it before. God does not give anybody rubbish. If God has allowed you to be alive, you know, do you know what it takes for a child to be born? And if you have been born and you are alive, it's amazing. Give thanks to God. I've worked in the hospital somehow, and I see people being born. And sometimes one small mistake that you may make as a child, just dangling your hand around your neck with your umbilical cord can completely deform you. There are some who through no fault of theirs, there's a miscarriage of the mother. Doctors make accidents and children are born. They die. Some are aborted. All that I'm saying is this. If you are alive today, you can hear my voice. Or you can carry this message to somebody. Give praise to God. Don't tell God, oh, I don't have enough. Go and dig a hole and hide your talent in it. Because for me, I have only one eye. I have only one ear. My legs are not good. My head is not good. I don't speak good English. Don't give that excuse to God. He made you. He gave you. Do whatever you can do. His command to you is that do business until I come. Use the talent until I come. Because accounting day is coming. I like verse 19. Verse 19 is very powerful. Verse 19 is a double-edged sword. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to him to account for his money. After a long time, friends, time can be our friend or time can be our enemy. After a long time, there are some people who they've been listening and they've been hearing that Jesus is coming for the past 2,000 years. So they're like, oh, what do you mean? Everything, everything is coming. He's not coming. And they fall asleep. No, they think he's not coming. So they make fun of you. There are some when they come to Christ and they hear that Jesus loves them. Jesus is coming again. They are so excited and they get into business, witnessing, praying, going for all night, half night, giving their money, witnessing to others, living a holy life. After two weeks, three weeks, two years, their love grows cold. Because the Lord has not come in their own estimate. So they backslide. But there are some of you, you may hear what I'm saying today. And you say, oh, I've been blind. Because time can also be your friend. Time can be your friend because you may have made a mistake. And God has not taken you away yet. So you can make a new resolution and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm alive. Oh, like when you were in that hospital, you thought you were going to die. 
but you've been healed, and now you are okay, you are on your feet. Say, Lord, I thank you that I'm well now. I'm on my feet now. Lord, let me use my gift, my time, and my talent, and use it to glorify your name. Oh, Lord, I thank you that January is gone, February is gone. I'm now in March. Father, I thank you that you've given me a good month. Even though the last two months may not have been good, Lord, I thank you that I've been given another opportunity. So time can either be your friend or time can be your enemy. And I'm saying this, let time be your friend. Because after a long time, their master returned from his trip. And that master is Jesus. He will come again. He will come, he will come, he will come. And listen to what he said. He returned from his trip and called them to himself to account for his money. Whatever God has given to you, he will give you time to account for it. He has given you time. He has given you life. He's given you talents. He's giving you opportunity. He's even giving you problems to see how you can solve them. You see, because as human beings, God allows some problems to come into our life to see how you can solve them. See, he's put people there to test you. They make you angry to see whether the fruit of the Spirit will develop in you. So he will call you to come and account for your money. There are some people who trade. And when they trade, they cannot even tell whether they are making profit or not. Once they are going and coming, once they are going and coming, they think that is all right. But if you read the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 19 and 20, you will see that God takes accountability very, very, very well. Look at verse 20. He called them. The man to whom he had entrusted 5,000 brought him 10,000. Hallelujah. Oh, God has left you here. And God is on your side. Because you can make you profit. I mean, you can make profit. That the Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. One of the things I learned in this life is that when the Lord has given you the task, no matter how little the task is, when you are faithful in doing what God has asked you to do, He will give you more talent and more energy. He will give you friends. He will give you people who will help you. And so you can imagine the joy that that man had. Lord, you gave me 5,000. But see, oh Lord, see. Lord, see. I've got 10,000. I brought 10,000 back to you. Friend, the Lord is asking the parable of the talent. When I come that day, what are you going to give me? You see, you can determine. You can determine the rewards that you want by doing something about what you are listening to today. The Lord, keep me busy. Lord, keep me active. Lord, keep me focused on you. Lord, let me be a multi-talented person. Let me double whatever you've given me. Give me people who will help me. Give me ideas who will help me. Give me solutions that will help me. So he brought 10,000 more. Fine. He made 100% profit. And you see the next verse. The man who had the 2,000 said, Lord, you gave me 2,000. Look, I've got 2,000 more. Yes, you're 4,000. Look, these are servants of God coming to God with excitement that, Lord, we have been fruitful. We have been fruitful. You see, when the Lord says, I want you to be the head and not the tail, it involves labor. It involves, it involves a certain amount of diligence. I spent some time in Korea, and it was interesting to see them going to dawn prayer meeting to pray. And somebody was doing some research. They said, do you know why these people pray? They pray because... 
they are all productive. And they want people to come and buy their goods. So they do everything to make sure they produce their best clothes, the best belt, the best shoes. Now they are wondering who will come and buy. Say, Lord, send me customers from here and there. So when they see you as a customer and you come to market, oh, please come, please come, come to my shop, come to this, come, I'll give you this. They are so welcoming. They are smiling because they are looking for customers to buy so that they can make profit. But you see, some of us in our country, in our culture, people who care less, they sit in the shop. When you come there and say, yes, what do you want? No, I don't have it. I don't have it. The shop, they will not even open it on time. They would not. They are so careless. They are farmers. But they will not weed their plants. They will not read how to take care of it. They are not learning anything. They are secretaries in the office. They are not making any effort. You are a manager. You are not making any effort. You are a student. You don't go to the library to find out what the professor has taught you. Whether there are more things that you can add to it. You are not improving yourself in any way. Let me tell you today, the Lord who has given you gifts and talent expects you to double it. Expects you to use it. And the more you use it and the more you ask him for more grace, you will double and double and double it. And let that be your story today. Let that be what you want to do. So he gave me 2,000. Lord, here I am. I've doubled it. Let that be your testimony. But let's see, verse 23, what happened? Then the man with the 1,000 came and said, Sir, I knew you were a hard man, and I was afraid you would rob me of what I earned. So I hid your money in the earth, and here is it. Look at the language of this man. God has given you gifts. He has given you talent. He's given you life. He's given you opportunity. He has given you everything, and you are not grateful to God. The man said, Sir, I knew you were a hard man. You call God a hard man? Yeah, he has not made you well. Lord, you've made me short, or you've made me too tall. Lord, I can't hear well. I can't see well. I can't speak English well. I can't speak French well. My mother is poor. My father is this. I come from this tribe. I've not traveled before. I didn't pass my own level. You have a bunch of excuses. And you are giving them to God. And God is looking and saying, look, I gave you $1,000. Where is somebody were to give you $1,000 in this country? What would you do with it? You see, this is just an example. God, Christ is only using this. Because there are people who have been given 500 CDs. And they have invested in cocoa or selling this, and they've been able to double it. Said, I was afraid that you will rob me of what I earned. Oh, there are some. You see, you think that you are the one who has earned it. You don't see that everything that you have, God gave it to you. As the songwriter said, all that I am, he made me. All that I have, you gave me. And all that I ever hope to be, Christ alone must give it to me. What this is teaching us here clearly is that we are stewards. We are caretakers of whatever God has given us. And God expects us to be faithful servants of whatever is given to us. Whether we count it as big or small, because he has given it to you, use it. Pray about it and use it. If he's giving you two or three things to plant, plant it. Talking about planting. I saw a man one time, I went to visit him. 
And the man had this coconut. He said, have this coconut from my tree. There's a fresh one and there's a dry one. Each of these, I can only give you one. Do you want the fresh one? You can drink it now. Or do you want the dry one? If you plant the dry one, you will get more coconut. I said, chief, please, I beg you, give me the dry one. I'll plant it. He said, oh, really? He said, yes. He said, you are a wise man. So I took the dry one. I said, okay, because you took the dry one, I also give you the fresh one. And I planted that coconut, and it grew. And I can't even count the number of fruits I got on that. The man was only testing me, but I made some judgment. You see, when you even take one corn, ear of corn, and you plant it, you'll get more. Because God is teaching us the value of time. After a long time, that 1,000 would have multiplied. After, after a long time, that 5,000 became 10. That 2 became 4. That is how life is. Whatever we invest our lives in, it changes. And I might, mind you, don't think that heaven is like the earth. Where, because we are going through uh, what uh, downsizing or haircut, heaven's mathematics does not work that way. So that's not what I'm referring to. I'm just talking to you about the parable that Jesus told his people. That he's coming again. He's talking about gifts and talents that he's giving you and how you should use them. So the man says, so I hid your money. And here is it, take it. Here is it, take it. Let me spiritualize it. Do you know the man called Andrew in the Bible? We don't hear too many things about him. So the man called Andrew went to see Jesus. And what did Andrew do? Andrew went to look for Simon, his brother. Say, Simon, come. Come, come and see somebody. Come and see somebody. And when that man came, what did Jesus do? You are Simon. You are the one. And made him a leader. And on the day of Pentecost, Simon preached. 3,000 came, 2,000 came, and he became a source of many people coming to know the Lord. Look at the woman at the well. Jesus met that woman. Say, woman, go and call me your husband. Say, I have no husband. I have five men. The one I'm living with now, say, that's not your husband. When Jesus touched that woman, she ran, she ran to town. Come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. And the villagers rushed and came. You come and hear a woman who said, come and hear somebody who told me all that I ever did. What were the things that that woman ever did? She was a gentle woman. She was a prostitute. She was moving from man to man. But when the Lord touched her, it was bubbling in her heart. And she ran around to everybody with her one talent. All she knew was come and see, come and see the man who told me all. And when they came, they prevailed on the Lord to stay with them. And he stayed with them for many, many days. And then they turned around and told the woman, Ah, we now believe. It is not because of what you told us, but we have seen it ourselves. That's how she used the one talent. And I'm asking you, that 1,000, one gift that God has given you, how are you using it? So everybody, the Lord expects you and I to use that gift before he comes. Are you using it? Now look at the commendation in verse 25. It's amazing the kind of response that the Lord gave. But his master replied, wicked man. And lazy man, since you knew I would demand your profit, you should have 
put at least my money into the bank so I could have earned some interest. He called that person who hid his talent, wicked man. Oh, are you sitting there in your office? You are not telling anybody with your word of mouth or with your behavior that you are a Christian. Times are so hard. People want to cheat and take bribes, so they don't even want others to know that they are Christians. There was this man who said he sat in the office with somebody one day, and then he, he went to the hospital. Then a group, a group of people came to pray for him in the hospital. Then he saw one of his colleagues who was in the team that came to pray for him. He said, ah, governor, why are you coming to pray for me? He said, I'm a Christian. I belong to this group. He said, we sit by my table every time. You've never told me that you are a Christian until this hospital. I'm telling you. Don't wait till the Lord tells you, wicked man, lazy slave. Okay? The Lord expects you to use that testimony of his being the Lord of your life. Because otherwise he will tell you, you are a slave, you are wicked, you are lazy. You should have shared that word so I will receive profit. But for those who did what he did, look at verse 27. Very interesting, very incredible one. You should at least put that money in the bank. That's what I'm saying, that time can be your friend. When you start, think big, but start small, small. Any ministry that has started, has started small. Anything you want to try, try small. And God will cause the increase, increase, increase. Evangelism has been defined as one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. So if you tell one beggar, telling another beggar how to find bread, you see how the Lord will multiply that bread. And that is the story of the parable of the talents. Now let's go to the end and read a few more things as we bring this sermon to a close. Look at verse 28. For those who do not like it, say now take the money from this man and give it to the man who has 10,000. Some say it's not fair. How can you take 1,000 from the man who has 1,000 and give it to somebody who already has 10,000? Oh, it is simple. We all like profit in this life, don't you? And that is where the secret is. For you and I who strive to be diligent, to use what the master has given you, believe that he will make you more and more fruitful. Hallelujah. He will make you more and more fruitful. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, somebody who has come, he wants to be prayed for. Whether you have a gift of healing or not, I say, in Jesus' name, I pray for you. Lord, touch this person. Heal this person. Somebody wants something, so I don't have much. But here's one CD. Take it. The Lord will bless you. Anything that they are doing in the name of the Lord, you want to do it because you want to give a testimony unto the Lord. And you see that God will keep multiplying and multiplying your gift. The Lord himself has already said it in his word. He that is faithful in little. When you have a little and you are faithful with it, you will be given much. And be faithful with it. But if you are unfaithful in even the little bit that I've given to you, it will be taken from you and given to somebody who has more. That is a law of life. And my friend, this is the law that Jesus Christ himself established. And why did he establish it? So that you and I will be fruitful. So let me use that verse again. Read it and I'll pray for you. For the man who uses well what he is given shall be given more. 
and he shall have abundance. But from the man who is unfaithful, even the little responsibility he has shall be taken from him. Lord, bless us. There will not be hearers of the word, but doers, using our talents faithfully until you come for us soon. In Jesus' name, this is our story and declaration. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Bay. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyal Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via calvarybaptistghana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200 181680. God bless you.